0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, we're back once again at the corner of truth and courage. Yesterday I was telling you about our church plant. We're starting a church in Hickory, North Carolina. We've been living out here in the Piedmonts, the foothills. Uh, French Piedmont means foothills, even though In North Carolina, we've got the western side, we've got the mountains, and an area called the foothills, and then we've got the central areas that's called the Piedmonts, which means foothills. I don't understand why they make the uh, difference, because Piedmont means foothills, but anyhow, we're in the western side, just in the beautiful, uh, just at the foot of the beautiful Blue Ridge uh, Parkway, the Blue Ridge Mountains, and the Smoky Mountains. They kind of bump together in what's known as the Appalachian Mountain Range, and We're in the town of Hickory, North Carolina. We're going to be starting a church out here. Let me say this. If you're in the area and you're looking for a church or want to be a part um, to leave a legacy behind, to say, I was involved in planting Victory Baptist Church. I was there from the start. If you uh, feel led of the Lord to join with us, we start this Sunday at 1030. We're meeting at the Quality Suites Hotel, and in the meeting room there. It's a great room, actually. We've got our separate entrance there, uh, just from the parking lot. We hope to see you there. Our pastor from the Bellingham Baptist Church. We're a church plant out of the authority of the Bellingham Baptist Church, which has been my sending church. Pastor Josh Carter will be flying in with his family as we initiate the start of Victory Baptist Church invite you to come and join with us. We're trying to build our core team. This is what we call our soft start. Easter Sunday will be our official uh, start of the church, but we want to encourage you to come along if you're in the area. Now, um, I was sharing with you the authority. Who has the authority to start churches? And we were talking about the office of the apostle and the office of the missionary. We speak of missionaries, Missionaries are mentioned often in our everyday church life, but you won't find the actual word in the English Bible, missionary. Where is that? Well, actually, it's the word apostle. It comes from the Latin word, mito. Apostles translated into Latin mito, and from that word, we get the English word missionary. We use this term, apostle, we don't realize we're using it. And people think that the office of the apostle finished in the first century. Nay, my friend, let's get into this here today. Where does the authority to start a church comes from? Does it come from just a preacher who's a godly man who feels called of God? Does he have the authority in himself or in that separate calling that comes on him does that authorize him to go start a church? Some of you out there will say yes, but that's not what the Bible says. And I hope that you're going to want to follow what the Bible plan is. And to understand it, we've got to look at where did the church start? Now, most people you're going to tell tell me, you can say, well, it started at Pentecost. Again, I'll say nay, my friend. Another error. It was empowered at Pentecost, certainly but it didn't start then. It was already started. And it's important that you understand that. If we were in our Bible college today, and if I was teaching you here, we'll be studying ecclesiology, the the study of the the church, the doctrines of the church, the New Testament church. Uh, The first thing we need to realize, the authority to start churches begins first with Jesus Christ himself. He is where the authority begins begins. And this kind of lends to the question, did it start after his death and resurrection and on the day of Pentecost, or was it actually started while he was still alive? I believe it's important that we realize it started before, and if it didn't, we got big problems. Because the Great Commission then doesn't belong to the church, it only belongs to the apostles, and it ends with them. But I doubt if anyone out there would say, no, no, the Great Commission applies to us too. Well, of course it does. But the Great Commission wasn't given just to the apostles. It was given to the church that Jesus Christ had started. And it first formed itself in Jerusalem. But where did it actually begin? Well, I believe it actually began in Caesarea Philippi. Let me give you, by the way, let me give you a couple of hints that will help you to know that the church started before Pentecost. In chapter 18, Matthew chapter 18, we see that Jesus gives them the church ways to exercise church discipline on an erring brother. If a brother falls in sin, here's how the church deals with it. If they want to listen to the to the others, then bring it to the church. We're told that very clearly in Matthew 18 verse 17. Tell it to the church. And if they don't listen, move them out of the church. So you can't cast them out of the church if the church hasn't begun yet. Well, it's already begun. And also in Acts chapter 2, verse 41, it says those that they got saved at the day of Pentecost, they were added. Added to what? Well, verse 47 tells us the Lord added them to the church. So the church was already established. So when did it start? Well, I believe it started in Caesarea Philippi in chapter 16, Matthew chapter 16. Remember that conversation that Jesus had with them to Peter? You know whom uh, do others say that I am? And well, you know, they say you're this, you say you're that. And But Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And then Jesus said in verse 17, Jesus answered, said, and then blessed art thou, Simon bar for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my father, which is in heaven. And I say also unto you that thou art Peter and upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, he's not building it on Peter himself, but upon his statement that he gave just a verse or, uh, two verses ahead. That thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. It was the statement of Peter that the Lord was building. So the authority for the church begins with Jesus Christ that he is the Christ, the son of the living God that he is God in the flesh incarnate. Without it, we have no church, we have no authority, we have nothing. So the authority starts first with Jesus. Then he gives it to the church and the apostles in Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 through 20. Now, the church is already there. And now he installs the authority to the apostles in verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. So I have now all power. Now he invests that upon them. Go. Every time we get this this, um, commission, it's a commission to go and to plant churches. How do you do that? Teach all nations. Baptize them, bring them into the membership, and teach them all things. Uh, teach them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and disciple them. So this is the planting of a church. So the first string apostles, there were twelve of them, and one of them died. You know Judas, he betrayed and killed himself. And in Acts chapter one, we have the very first church business meeting that we see mentioned. And they're dealing with a very difficult thing. How do we replace? We've been betrayed, uh, you know, very very painful things. How do we replace uh, the the man uh, to be another apostle to the 12? God gave them instructions. Here was the instructions, verses 21 through 24. Wherefore, of these men, which uh, have company with us all the time that the Lord went in and out from among us. So in other words, someone had to be with us all the time that Jesus was with us, beginning from the baptism of John and all the way to be witnesses of his resurrection. So they also had to see the resurrected Lord. And so they had two candidates, Joseph and Matthias and the law fell to Matthias and he joined the 11 apostles being the 12th apostle. So upon these 12 the authority was given to plant the Lord's church. Then we move to a second string of apostles. Now, stay with me. Now, people say, "Well, we all know Paul was an apostle, and he saw—you know—he had a vision on the road to Emmaus, and uh, and he saw the resurrected Lord." Yeah, but he wasn't with, he doesn't fit the description that was given in Acts chapter one, verse 21, that he was with them in and out with the Lord, beginning from the baptism of John up to the, you know, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. There were only two that fell in that. So how did Paul become an apostle? Well, it's the same way that Barnabas became an apostle and the same way that other men became apostles, and I'll list their names here in a minute, and I'm I'm looking at my time, and I'm not going to have time to really break this all down very well, but we see a process here. In chapter 6 of Acts, we see the evangelist Stephen. He's out there preaching. Uh, Gentiles are getting saved. Uh, Peter gets his vision in verse 9, realizing that the gospel is also for the Gentiles. And uh, converts of Stephen in chapter 11 are preaching the word, and there's a group of believers up in Antioch, up in Syria. And the church hears about this in Jerusalem in Acts chapter 11. Now, listen. And so in Jerusalem, they sent forth Barnabas, that he should go forth as uh, as far as Antioch. So they sent Barnabas out of the church. The church sent him. Now, this is the key. Uh, we don't really hear much about how they did it. That's going to come into a bigger picture here in chapter 13. But they send him out there. Now, when we get to chapter 12, all the attention goes back to Jerusalem because Herod kills uh, 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 the apostle James, and then they arrest Peter and all that situation going on. Now we return back to these believers in Antioch in chapter 13. When we get there, when we return, there's a church there now. Remember, Barnabas was sent where? From Jerusalem. The authority for Barnabas to do it was given to him by the New Testament church of the Lord's church of Jerusalem. So chapter 13, verse 1, now there were in the church that was in Antioch certain prophets and preachers. Barnabas is listed first, so he's one of the first preachers there. Simeon, Lucius, Manian, and Saul. Now we get to verse number 2, and now we get the clear picture of how the church authorizes other church planters, other apostles. Verse 2, and as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, so it's something the God calls. Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. There's a calling, so it comes from God, and the church has asked for them to be separated. So they fasted and prayed, verse three, and they laid their hands on them and sent them away. Now, in chapter fourteen, we now see these people with the title of apostle. These weren't the original apostles. They weren't the ones who were with Jesus in and out, all the way from the baptism of John through the resurrection. But we these are apostles. Their authority comes from the church. So the church. So the authority first starts with Jesus. Then Jesus gave it to the first string of apostles. And then therefore it rested upon the churches they started. And the churches then give it to the next generation of apostles, the missionaries, and they go out and start churches. There are other people in the Bible called apostles. Romans chapter 16, verse 7. Salute, Androsius and Junia, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners, who are of note among the apostles. We get to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God, and Sosthenes, our brother. Sosthenes is also called an apostle. So who are these people? How do they become apostles? They got it through the authority of the local church. And so Bellingham Baptist Church authorized me as an, we call ourselves missionaries, but it's actually the word, apostle, to plant churches so that authority continues down. And it fits Ephesians 4:11, and he gave some apostles and prophets and evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. It's a office that's still available today, still there, but not the same as the first string apostles who were given miracles and power and stuff. We certainly don't claim that. That ended in the first century. But the office of missionary, the office of the authority to start a church started with Jesus given to the apostles, then given to the churches, and then passed on to the other church planters. And therefore, the Lord's church continues. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.